Welcome, everyone. How is everybody? Good to see all of you. Okay, so tonight we have um, another session of Open Diner, and the topic is what can we learn from nature? It's a big topic. It's a wonderful. There's so much we can learn from nature. And um, this is a cameras on event. So if you could kindly turn on your camera, that'd be great. We find that it helps us connect to each other. We'd love to see your faces. Okay, so tonight we're gonna be talking about nature and um, what we can learn from nature. And everything in nature is interconnected and it's inter interdependent. Nothing exists in isolation. Each species in an ecosystem, it helps to sustain the entire food web. The earth is completely dependent on the sun's energy and the trees give us oxygen. Connections in nature are an important scientific fact. Connections in nature, they're the very basis for the existence of everything, including you and me. That's true, Paul. You know, unlike any other creature on earth, people live according to the opposite principle, right? Most people believe because of what we're taught, not that we're bad people, that we are separate individuals among other separate individuals. And the earth we live on has fundamentally nothing to do with us. In order to be secure, in order to thrive and enjoy life, you have to dominate and, and compete. This is what we, we've learned in our whole life. Therefore, we try to control and dominate. And it's kind of baked into the cake. And it's not a good cake either, like the cake you want to eat. It's not because we're bad people, like I said, or dominators, it's because of a story that we, we live in. You know, behind all the problems, whether it's personal, global, societal, environmental levels of things are happening, our separation and isolation from each other and nature are causing this. Behind biodiversity loss, you could say, climate change, all those other things, in any time period you analyze, you're going to find human greed, selfishness, apathy, is at the root of the problem. It's so true. And I will, it's, it's a wonder why people don't care. I wonder why we don't care so much. But we've been living this way for a long time, and it's no fault of our own. We were taught that this is the way to survive and thrive, and we thought it would make us happier. However, if you look at what's going on in the world and statistics, it's doing the opposite, totally the opposite. There's more depression, substance abuse, suicide, gun violence, domestic abuse. There's more divorce than ever, right? And tech, technology and social engineering are failing to make us happy, right? And the earth is in crisis. That's because we're doing the opposite of what all the other parts of nature are doing. Instead of living in connection, we're living selfishly. This time in a pandemic, it's allowed us to pause and reevaluate what's really important. It was really, we can really learn from this pandemic. Now that many are looking to go back to what was before the pandemic, the way it was before, we don't have to go back to something that didn't work for us. We can go forward into a better world now. So, and we can create this better world. That's true. I, I believe that, and I think everybody's here believes that also, you know, if we come closer to nature and try to resemble a picture, we activate positive forces that help us create a better life. 
let's think of any colony or like let's say a flock of birds uh, and colony, they work, they live together harmoniously, helping each other, working as one unit, you know, grouping together offers safety and protection, right? Makes sense. Nature does it. They work together harmoniously as one body. Instead of competing, they help everyone succeed by working together. You know, we're all parts of nature and we should strive to resemble, you know, the rest of nature, like the ants, the birds, all that. Nature operates according to the laws of love and connection. You know, a great definition of love is, which I read before, Love is an expansion of self to include another. When we love another person, their happiness becomes my happiness. Their suffering becomes my suffering. So the future of humanity is to return to that relationship to nature and to all the beings and all the human beings, to everything, to fall in love with the world again. You know, it's, it's well-being and our well-being. You know, there's a quote I love by Martha Luther King, and it's more pertinent now today than ever. We must learn to live together as brothers or we will perish together as fools. So interesting evening tonight and good concepts. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Okay, so like I said before, it's a cameras on event. If you could turn on your camera, that would be great. If you can't, we understand. But um, it helps us to connect to each other. If you're joining us on Facebook or YouTube, welcome. Welcome to uh, Open Diner, and please tell us your name, where you're from, participate in the uh, questions in the roundtable, in the discussion, and um, we'll try to read your comments. Let's please try to stay on topic, and remember to keep your answers short, because we want to make sure everybody is able to speak, everyone gets a turn, and remember to mute your microphone when you're done speaking. So there's no background noise. Okay, um, I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. My name is Carl. Hi, Carl. I'll be one of the other hosts. I'm Roberta from Long Island, New York. Hello. And I'm Linda. I'll be another host. I'll be the host for the icebreaker. And uh, I live in upstate New York. And we're going to start the icebreaker now. So. We're in the holiday season. We all know that. We just had Hanukkah. Christmas is coming up as well as Kwanzaa. Chinese New Year is not far away either. Let's imagine that we're having a holiday party to connect all nationalities, religions, political beliefs, etc. We're sitting at one round table and we've put aside all our differences. We're connected above any differences. Tell us one thing that you're bringing to the table, starting with the first letter of your name. Like my name is Linda and I'm bringing lasagna. And we're gonna do this popcorn style. So speak up. My name is Willie. Uh, since my first name is Willie with a W, I'm gonna bring wine. I just don't know if it's red or white. I'll bring both. My name is Susie, and I'm bringing some serenity. <laughs> you I'm said Paul, serenity? I'm going to bring pizza. Oh, OK. Pizza and serenity. Did you say serenity, Susie? Good. Tastes good. 
<laughs> My name's Carl. I'm gonna bring some chop suey. My name's Dan, and I'm gonna bring uh, donuts, like if like those Jewish donuts. I hear they got donuts on Hanukkah or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Mm, I'm Mary, and I'm gonna join Willie. I will bring the margaritas. I'm Judy, and I'm gonna bring jambalaya. Well, my name is Alisa, and I will bring apples, but not just apples, baked apples stuffed with the raisins. My name is Elana, and I will bring egg salad, egg salad. My name is Nina. I think we need some more appetizers, so I'm going to bring some nachos and cheese. I'm uh, Roberta. I was going to bring the scale, but that'll be tomorrow. I'm going to bring some rigatoni alla vodka. Roberta, rigatoni, there you go. I'm Rono, and uh, I'm going to bring a ratatouille. It's going to be my first time tasting it, too, also. Everybody's gone, I know, right? Anybody have any other thoughts they want to bring? Any other food items? Okay, we'll go on. And um, this round, we're going to, uh, I'm going to say. I just got one. I couldn't okay. think of a food. Strawberries. All right. <laughs> okay. Serenity is really needed at my parties right now, though. <laughs> Okay, this time we're going to pick on someone and uh, say their name and ask them to bring something like, um, Carl, will you bring chocolates? But it's got to be something we haven't said before, so. Yeah, I, I will. I bring, I have some chocolates, actually. They're really good. I got them for Christmas. Um, and I will bring them. And uh, Rona, I think you make some really good rhubarb pie. Hi, thank you. Um, Alisa, uh, we need nuts. Could you bring some almonds? Absolutely. I love almonds. Uh, Willie, would you bring a chocolate ice cream yes that's easy i could do that but um i like more dessert so uh roberta can you can you bring a uh, peach cobbler i could bring any dessert of course i can i'll find it i'll buy it i'll bring it <laughs> all right plenty of dessert how about uh susie how about some sushi susie sushi California rolls, hold the eggs. Yes, brown rice. I'll bring them. I make them. I I I, I took lessons from a sushi sushi chef. Chef. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Judy, will you bring some jelly beans, please? I will. Uh, I love <laughs> jelly beans. 
Um, and I'm going to go to Mary. Now, this isn't food, but I want you to bring some mistletoe with you. All right. I will definitely bring the mistletoe. Um, let's see who. Um, all right. I'm running out of uh, ideas. Um, let's see. Um, Dan. Could you bring some nice Greek dolmati? I think that's what it's called. Uh, if I can figure out what that is, I'll, I'll bring as much as you want. Um, Ilana, can you bring, um, what do they call those? The eclairs. Yes, I can bring them. I like them. And um, who who is not called yet? I don't know who is. Uh... Paula? Who? Paula uh, with a P. Mary? No, no, Paula with a P. Oh, Paula, yes. Paula, uh, would you please bring um, some cheesecake? I or some pudding. <laughs> I'll bring both. Uh, Nina, can you please bring noodles? Any kind of noodles? And chicken noodle soup. That's my special. <laughs> <laughs> Has everyone gone? Okay, let's have a great party. <laughs> yeah, and I have to apologize, Willie. I didn't call on you with the right, you know, with something starting with W. I couldn't come up immediately. I apologize. <laughs> he can bring watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Or yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But don't forget ice cream. Just water <laughs> to help digest all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as far as that concerned, when I call a roast butter uh, to bring uh, something sweet, well, with an R, will you bring a roast? Nobody's here named with an A. I was going to say, bring some Alka Seltzer. Because Alisa, 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 I got back at you with Willie. I got back at you with Willie. <laughs> and Alka Salsa, Alisa, there you go. All right, we're going to move on. We have a great video clip now that we're all sitting around the table. All right, so. Um, this is about nature. This this video is about nature, and um, it's interesting. Let's watch it. When we think of examples of connection found in nature, often the images that come to mind might be those of an ant colony or a flock of starlings, or even massive schools of fish, all moving together in harmony as if they were just one being. It even seems like there is an unspoken language that exists between these different species that keep the whole organism thriving, working, and cohabitating together. When we compare the social structure of these different species to that of modern man, it raises many questions concerning how we relate to one another and the current plight of the human condition. What is the actual impact on our planet as a result of broken relations between us as humans? 
Is it possible that the root of the issues that we are facing today, such as war, poverty, crime, and the Earth's ecological crisis, all stem from the lack of connection between human beings? Let's take a closer look. Let us first take a look at the practice of labeling as an example relating to broken relations between people. We live in a society that has become obsessed with this practice. To label in the sense that we are using it here is defined as to assign to a category, especially inaccurately or restrictively. Examples of this would be statements like, he is fat, she is pretty, that race is, etc, etc. If we honestly think about it, for most of our lives we have heard and accepted many of these labels unwittingly on a subconscious level and allowed these to determine our willingness to connect with others or not. How is this phenomenon influencing our current view of the people around us? Are we unknowingly judging others based on preconceived notions that have been embedded within our own psyche? If so, how do we begin to reverse engineer this process that has been stamped on us that creates the illusion of separation so that we can come into a space where we begin to emulate nature that is balanced, unified, and whole? Connection is the key, and nature readily lends itself as the blueprint for how we as humans should begin to relate to one another. Everything in nature has a role to play. Even though they are all different roles that are being expressed through nature, they are all connected, balanced, and unified to complete one overall picture that sustains the fabric of life on the planet. As we begin to move in this same direction in our connections with others, we no longer relate to each other from limiting viewpoints which causes separation such as societal labeling that we use as an example. Rather, we begin to focus on the things that connect us as one organism, like the ants, the starlings, and the schools of fish, which always operate from the aspect of the whole and not individual interest. There are no egoistic calculations of differences or separation that enter into the collective awareness of these species. They are unified in one purpose, which is to the benefit of the entire organism as a whole, leaving them in a field of equilibrium with all of nature. Within our collective consciousness, we are all aware of having a desire to connect, and we feel the need for it. We could even go as far as to say that our survival is absolutely dependent on this. We live in a society today that only seeks self-interest, from the average person on the street to the highest levels of government, and we see the end results all around us, such as war, poverty, misery, and a sense of hopelessness. Let's ask this question to ourselves. What could we begin to create together out of agreeing to be in equilibrium with nature through building authentic connections with one another? What if we decided to be in agreement to surpass all of the Let's begin to connect and integrate as part of the naturally occurring processes that we see unfolding all around us within nature itself. Let's begin to work together to build these authentic connections. The ironic thing here is that nature has the uncanny ability to correct itself 
to restore balance and harmony. We are part of the system whether we agree or not. We have an opportunity to run willingly ahead of nature, lies with it for the benefit of all. The other option is to remain self-serving and egoistic in our relations with others, only to be pushed from behind by the force of nature that will always seek to balance itself for the good of the whole. Oh, that was beautiful. So now, actually, we're going to go to a roundtable discussion, but first we're going to go over some etiquette rules that we show each week that really helps us have a good conversation. You could say tools, you could say rules. I say uh, tools, but they can be used in any conversation. So we're here to build a space of support, care, and warmth. You know, picture we're sitting at that round table where we have all this food now piled up, and we're sitting in a circle at this like I said, round table. Everybody's equal and important. There's no head to the table. We go around the table, we speak briefly when we do wanna speak and we speak on topic. We listen attentively to everybody that speaks. Many times, you know, and I always say this each week, every time someone speaks and I'm in a conversation and I have to speak next, I'm already thinking, what am I going to say? Am I gonna sound stupid? Is it gonna be right? But when you listen to the other person not worry about what you're going to say, listen to the other person before you and all of a sudden you say, geez, you know, I didn't think of that. And then you could really add to the conversation with you, without worrying about what do people think because no one's judging anybody. That's the point. So there's no right or wrong answers. And the truth is in the center of our connection. That's what we're going to find tonight. And uh, I'm going to hand it back over to Carl and let's enjoy ourselves and have a great conversation, everybody. Thank you, Roberta. Very nice. That was a good video. And um, we can learn a lot from nature, the ants, the bees, oh, everything, everything in nature. Let's start being aware. <laughs> okay, so the first question we're gonna talk about is how can we begin to restore balance and harmony with nature and with each other? How can we begin to restore balance and harmony with nature and with each other? And we're going to do it the same way we did the icebreaker. We're just going to go the popcorn style. You have an answer to this, whatever you feel, um, just speak up and let it roll. Okay, so go ahead. Anybody who has? Yes. Yes. You know, I noticed with nature, thinking about it, there's no greed. If we can eliminate greed, being has taken more than you need. Now think about leaving something for the others. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, I think uh, if we draw a relationship between greed and what's happening around us, um, you know that'll that'll help us a lot. When I was watching that video, I was watching the bees and thinking how how bees have this beautiful connection with each other. Um, they they all have a job to do. They do their jobs. They help each other. I saw a film one time that when the bees try to need to find a new hive, one flies off and looks and then comes back and tells the others. However, bees do that. We could learn from that. 
When I was younger, I learned to surf. And when I got a little older, I could still uh, boogie board. And now I don't have an ocean, so I can't do either. But I draw upon those memories to learn how to catch a wave and, and be one with it. Because there's probably no other awesome experience. Probably a lot of sports have that. But once you become one with that wave, and that's what I'm trying to do in my life right now. That's cool, Susie. Yeah, you know, being aware of the people around you. I, I used to have this boss and whenever he was struggling with something, carrying something heavy, he would look over at me and say, you see me struggling with this. So, you know, and I would go over and help him. But if we can be aware of that, and you know, help. Think about the, the bees and the ants, how they just like they work together as one one. It's great. Yeah, Carl, if we could always put ourselves in the other guys, like if you could have put yourself in his shoes, you would have known right off that you should be helping him. And, and, if, and if we do this, that's, we're not only restoring balance, but it's creating harmony among us humans. And then as our children grow, they will see how this, how they, when they interact and bring that to, to the, to their friends, everything becomes easier for these kids. You know, I'll to Junior. He just said everything becomes easier. I know doing something alone by myself, I have my own business and it's difficult. But if somebody else would help me, and I forget the business aspect of it, but doing anything in life, you do it yourself and you say, I could do it myself. Someone comes along and helps. It makes it easy for both. You both accomplish more. And I think it's really about going above a lot of times the ego. You don't want to ask for help. Uh, but like I said, the animals, the bees, all this, they don't ask, you know, think about ego or anything like that. To ask, it makes both the, uh, the thing that you're doing easier and it makes the person that you're working with a connection and you both accomplish something. And we all know this, but we should use it, you know, think about it and really think about what we're doing and do it more often. And appreciate and say, you know what? I'm now part of nature. Some popcorn pops pops when I go again. <laughs> um, you know, the question about harmony with nature and each other. And I did uh, some shadow work and, you, and parts work in the last seven or eight years. And you find out you have different parts in you that are basically disagreeing like a civil war. This part wants to do this, and this part wants to do this. And if you can get all of your guys in the canoe to go the same direction. And so I find that if I work at having harmony within me, and sometimes that means I have to practice the piano for a gig and my inner child comes up and says, okay, you can do, you know, compromises with the parts in you so that everybody can flow together. And then I flow better with everybody else. You just reminded me, Susie, um, uh, we used to have this uh, musician, an open diner. I hope he comes back one time. His name was David. And uh, he gave us this example of like being a good band player. You know, if like, uh, um, 
a band player starts like showing off and doing his own thing and trying to be better than everyone the whole band sounds like crap but um like uh you know it's about listening to one another and attuning to to the others and then the, everyone sounds good the whole band sound, sounds great and i think that's uh, the problem with in society like nowadays that everyone tries to be better uh outdo the the other you know like that that guy has a great big house i want the bigger house you know i i want the bigger yard i i want to be better at my job than the, the next person instead of trying to uh to work together and appreciate the differences between us and like roberta was saying you know like uh adding to each other to create something better together we're constantly trying to outdo each other and i think that's the problem You know, I noticed that nature really draws from each each other. Each part draws from a, the other part and what they need in order to remain balanced. So we could do that, be able to uh, draw from each other something that will help one another and uplift one another. And the animals, don't take more than they need. You know, they, they, the lion will, will have a kill, one kill. And actually that will last for a couple of days, but he won't take another one until he needs it. And um, if we did the same thing, just kind of lived within our means, just what we need, there'll be more for other people. I think we need to try to give more than we receive and to be kind to one another and to nature. And also to remember that uh, everybody's equal. Uh, there may, may be different social statuses, but when it comes you know, down to it, we're all flesh and blood. Yeah, it sounds so beautiful, Paula, and so idealistic because you know uh, I don't think we we can just go you know always like being so nice and supportive we will quarrel but what we need to to learn like what I noticed I I, I walk on a beach a lot and I see the seagulls that how they fight how they chase each other how they grab food from each other like like immediately they just wait when the the other one will just turn the you know the head back and they grab and they fly away and they chase each other and they quarrel but at the end of the day they they settle on on the sand and in, in in a this little distance between each other and and sometimes they all of a sudden they they pick up and start flying in such beautiful harmony like nothing happened before they didn't quarrel they didn't chase each other everything set you know behind them and it's just the beauty and harmony and they're in one this flow it is amazing it is totally amazing how we can learn and do that yeah it's very good point uh, I would like to add that uh, people are human creatures, I mean, social creatures, and uh, we cannot just be alone. Uh, 
everywhere we need uh, people and communication and good communication at work at business and even even it's in social life uh, we have we cannot be alone we need to have friendships we need to have social connections and uh, good relationships and it helps us to be healthy and more productive in all the ways can i add something i was going to say you know it's funny we're, we're talking like oh nature and then humans we are nature human beings are nature we all are part of the same system we all came from the same place and we're all living in the same space so really if we start acting like nature it sounds like oh something spectacular we're going to do no it's actually who we really are we just got changed by maybe greed or society who knows what but to be just in harmony it's not really that outlandish of a thought but just really to work together and you know when I say take what you need, sure, we all want nice things, but maybe not take it from the, in a way that's hurting somebody else, you know? So these are things we could be conscious of, but we are nature. We have to remember, we are part of nature. That tree you see tomorrow walking or that animal that ran by that squirrel, we all came from the same, you could say source, that's my belief, but same place. So we are nature. So let's, uh, you know, try to be in harmony of some sort with it at least. Yeah, I think the competitive society we live in is what is preventing us from taking advantage of the uh, examples of nature. You know, we, we compete in everything. <clears throat> you know, just like the example that uh, Alisa was giving about uh, the birds, we not just um, compete to survive, but beyond that, we compete to stock up and pile up on things that we think will be useful for us in the future and then we start piling up on things that uh, we think is good or are good or are important and it's it's a never-ending race and we do that at the expense of another and this preventing us from realizing that if everyone just took what they needed and contributed more to society we actually would benefit more from it Right, and that's beautiful. And I want to add to what Roberta said that we are a part of the, of the whole nature, uh, not separate. But I think we are the only species who can, uh, you know, think and compare and learn from others. I don't see how ants can learn from seagulls, you know, but but we can learn from from all species and and uh, you know. We are given this ability and we need to learn how to use it properly. That's what I want to say. Yeah, this, um, it's, it, we have to learn how to. And I think a good way is to get off our cell phones, go out into nature with your family, with your friends, spend some time out there and see how nature is balanced you know see how nature works and um the main thing i was I, I wanted to say is to get off the cell phone you know start talking to people and you know <laughs> looking up but wear a mask wear a mask <laughs> yeah um i, I was going to add something if that's okay which I'm yeah. sure it is okay because we're working in harmony here. I have uh, some quotes, uh, not quotes, friends that spoke on Facebook. Uh, this is from Sippy. Please be aware that we are all equal. We see others as part of me. Give joy and love to everyone around me. 
just make sure that you saw, uh, she's saying, make sure that I saw this. You didn't need to hear that, but we're all together now in a kumbaya. I made a mistake. Anyway, so thank you, Sippy. And uh, I'll hand it back to you, Carl. A kumbaya. We still have some more time. Um, if anybody heard something that sparked something else in them, there's still some time if you want to, if you have anything to add. If not, we'll go on to the next question, but I'll give it a couple seconds. Well, I'm still thinking about the bees and the ants. <laughs> Um, and, and this amazement that these little creatures have these complex societies. And I think what we can learn from that is that they are living in alignment with the law of nature that says you are to be connected. And they give us a beautiful example of that when we watch what they do. And I'll follow up as well when you look at nature. Uh, for the most part, it's happy. They're having a good time. They have a pretty good life. We have the biggest brain and the worst lives possible. So I'm not sure uh, what's happening there, but maybe we're doing something wrong. You look at the animals, each one is doing their job. They, they have their own responsibility, but they fulfill it. And they know they're fulfilling it for the whole, not just for themselves. It's for the collective. How do you know they're happy, Dan? Like the hyenas, they're laughing. Is that why? They're probably laughing at us. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I've seen them on the National Geographic and stuff. Um, and they're like, you know, they do the kill, but then they, they sit around with each other. And they're pretty calm most of the time, even the lions and all that. And then I look at the city, and you can draw your own conclusions, right? I was gonna say, um, when people aren't being part of nature to you and it feels like they're more abrasive, you can always go sit by a tree or sit by a river or whatever you've got next to you, go on a picnic with Roberta's family, go fishing, I mean, <laughs> something to work, because when I can't make, when, when things are everywhere, I, if I can just go, I'm about three minutes uh, drive from the river, Colorado River here, if I can just go and sit by the river, it just, it, it does me wonders, or, or if I'm really ungrounded, go sit by a big tree and just put my roots down like that, and it does help me be a better person, because nature, I think, has a little bit more together than the humanity part of nature, I think uh, they can teach us a lot right now. I like how you added the humanity part of nature. It shows you're really listening, Susie. <laughs> cool. Okay, we're going to watch another um, video before we go on to the second question. So if we're ready to show that, let's see it. I have to say, Karen, that was really beautiful to listen to. I really enjoyed that because you have told us something that allows us to kind of go into um, the next part of this, this discussion, which is essentially the, the importance that each person has. And we forget, like you said, that we need to get back to people, you know, and, and find out who we are and who they are and all of this. So this um at this point um 
I'd like to be able to share with you something that is kind of interesting and it will give us a new perspective, um, sort of piggybacking off what um, Karen said. So if you will allow me, I'm gonna share the screen now. Okay, can you see that okay, everybody? Great, okay, so I don't wanna scare you. So this is all, this is all Karen's doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Karen, I just wanna say, this is, so if, if you can see my little cursor here, this is, this is something that, you know, it, it, we don't have to look at it too long, but this is a sugar group. And it, it's part of this wonderful thing that we talked about today. During the meal, we talked about pizza, linguine, lasagna. Oh my God, Debbie, I need more food. <laughs> and all of it is, is part of this starch molecule here. It's a big group. And without starch, which is in pizza and linguine and pasta and rice and all, we don't have the beauty that we have in this world. So let me just make this bigger. Okay, great. So let's just keep in mind that this is what really gives beauty to our world. It's just an amazing part of everything. It's a group. And if you look at making starch, you have to start with a sugar molecule or a sugar group, right? And let's just pretend that's me, right? So I'm sweet. I'm, you know, in, in interesting by myself, but really by myself, I'm not that strong, really. It's I'm small and I'm unprotected and I'm just not as, I don't make as much of a great thing like starch if I'm by myself. So what happens generally is I tend to think of myself as important. You know, I'm sweet, I'm sugar, blah, blah, blah. But when, it, when something like say Corona hits us or some, something called an activator, right? what can happen is a transformation can happen. We are now more receptive towards the world where our hearts really are more open because we realize that we're alone, even though we're sweet and great and all, we really don't have everything that we need to be made whole and make something better. So once something like, act, like virus comes along, it just makes me realize, you know, I'm not really alone, I, I, I need people. And so what happens is we then find other people who are activated, you know? So basically what um, you notice is another activated person. And together, when you come together, what happens is you make something bigger, right? So the activated parts can combine and you've now got something that's even better than just the sugar by itself. And if you carry this on with a couple of others, it just makes it even sweeter. Something that is just delectable. By itself, it's not really that great, but then when you, you've got this, then you've got all the beautiful things that make life so delicious and so sweet and worth living. So that's basically sort of 101 chemistry for living in a world that needs everybody. And so in this part here, what we wanna know, like Karen mentioned is, how do, does each of us contribute to a better world? What are we doing? How are we making the world more com combined? How are we recognizing each other's strengths and how do we make this world even better than it is? Wow, I, that gets better every time I listen to it. That was awesome. Yeah, right? 
I've seen that before. And um, Lucian, he really explained it well. Um, and it, it, that's how it happens with all the little molecules and atoms in this world. And you don't think that that's exactly how it happens between us, with us, the same way. So let's connect. <laughs> um, okay. So we, we have another question. Um, and change starts with me. Like I'm starting with the man in the mirror. So how can I make this world a better place? How can I make this world a better place? Change starts with me. How can I make this world a better place? And same as before, you have something, say it. With me, I noticed I have to begin to reach out to others. Um, not uh, waiting for people to come to me, but I go to them. But I go to them in a positive manner, with a, with a positive conversation, with a positive hello to open up, try to open up their hearts. I agree with Willie. Um, I don't get out much, but a couple of times a week I get out, I dress crazy to where I can talk to the kids. The kids will always look at my hat or look at my outfit and I make sure I connect with them. I tell them, are they being nice to their mommy and helping? And I know I've made a difference in that kid and the mommy. Are the old people or just if somebody's just, well, I just talk to anybody that will listen. Uh, I used to hug them, now, now that's pretty verboten, but uh, we don't have to wear masks here. We're in a pretty loose place here, but it's just um, just like Willie, going out, making sure you, you when you can, and when I can't get out, I have to do that at my home with my, my hubby and my, my kitty and my puppy and make sure everybody feels safe and it's, it's crazy right now, but that, that's a big job. <laughs> well, it's, it tells us in the, uh, what we're talking about this question, change starts with me. And if we recognize that there's something amiss in, a, in us, um, we really should get that corrected before we think we could do anything to make this world better. Because if we can fix us, it will, it'll be like that butterfly effect and it will affect everyone. I, I agree. I think, sorry, Roberta. No, 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 go ahead, Paula, please. I, I agree. Um, I think we have to be kind to ourselves, you know, importantly and uh, kind to each other. And it does have a ripple effect uh, when you spread kindness. Yeah. Um... How can I make the world a better place? Yeah, connect with others that want to make the world a better place. Uh, just what Paula was saying. I think also, um, I especially learned um, the value of it uh, um, <clears throat> through a harsh lesson when I went through a hard time. And uh, I realized uh, um, that I could not have done it uh, without the help of my dear friends and the, the people who uh, care about me, like I cannot imagine going through that alone. So I think uh, uh, supporting people, making sure that everyone has uh, love and uh, support, like so many people are lonely nowadays and uh, just uh, 
lacking simple human affection, um, uh, empathy. You know, these are things that anyone can offer and be on the lookout for. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, someone is trying to cross the street. You can, you know, an, an elderly person, you, you can help them um, hold the door for, for someone. And the people that are close to you, make sure that they are, uh, that they feel loved. Like, not, don't be afraid to extend your heart, to open your heart and uh, show some extra love because everyone can use that nowadays. Well, if I can add to, to what Nina just said, it's so important what you said, because when we're in a down state, we can't see anything. But like you said, when you, your friends helped you, and now when you're in a good state, you're in a higher state, now you could actually say, you know what, I was in a low state, someone helped me, and now I know how to actually feel the difference of when friends help. And now when someone else is in trouble, you have the opportunity then to give to the other person what you experience. That's one of the reasons why we go through stuff probably. But like you just said, that's so true. When you're in it, you can't see it. When you're out of it, you have a chance to try to help, you know, and that makes a big difference in experience and, and friends. You're talking about giving a good example. Um, and I think that uh, one thing I can do is when I see something that I think is evil or bad, or I, I want to criticize somebody for their action, I want to rage at the TV or whatever. Um, instead, I can decide that I will be the opposite of what I'm seeing and give that example to the world instead. Very beautiful. And I, I wish I would be always as kind and, and uh, but I know, and I'm coming back to this example with seagulls, you know, what, what I'm trying and it's, I, I don't know why I'm doing it, because I, I guess yesterday I was so impressed with, with them, you know, at the end of the day, just I was thinking that, can you not hold grudge? Can you start the new, okay, maybe not the same day, but, but in the morning, next day, like, wake up and like nothing happened and start anew, you know, would it be possible and uh, I think it will make such a difference in our relationships, you know, in the family, with the loved ones, and with everyone else, with co-workers, with everyone else, starting you every day. That is what I'm, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> uh, we each have to free ourselves from this culture of fear that is causing us to actually hurt the others realizing that um, you know we just we have a lot to contribute uh, by simply be ourselves and be a part of society um, you know it's uh, it's like realizing that the, the 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 pandemic has shown us how much how little we actually need to be happy and how much we can contribute as far as supporting each other and how big impact we can have on the other people from far away we never see are suffering or benefiting from our actions or our choices. Yeah, I, you're talking about fear. And um, 
you know, there's so much out there, so much fear out there that like today, for example, I was in the elevator and you know, like when you get in an elevator, everybody's so quiet and everybody looks down and nobody says anything. And I, I looked around to see, you know, if I could spark up a conversation and I saw a guy holding uh, something that fishes electrical wire. And I have something like that. And I said, you know, one of the things you can use is the glow in the dark stick. And, you know, and he started talking to me, just something simple like that. Cause it's, it's so hard sometimes you have this fear of just speaking, you know, but when you come out of yourself and just talk to people, it makes all the difference in the world. The whole energy in the, in the, uh, in the elevator changed. Is we really need to examine ourselves. Uh, we are quick to judge other people and what they're doing or not doing. And we refuse to look at what am I adding? What am I doing? What needs to change in me to make me a different person to be able to add to society? And I believe Carl said, did that song, uh, Man in the Mirror. And my guides, uh, they wake me up with songs I have to learn and stuff. And they told me to learn that. And I thought of Michael Jackson and me going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I slowed it down. And when I did that, oh my God, the words, you know, no message could have been any clearer. Take a look at yourself, make that change, especially when everything's going around and there's so much to where you want to go that's wrong and that's wrong still if you look in the mirror and work on what you got to work on then you're going to be so much better for everybody else uh, i just would like to give example with uh, current pandemic uh, i think we shouldn't be egoistic uh, you know we should care about other people and as they say when you wear mask yourself you protect other people but you can see now Many, many people don't care about, about that. You know, they don't wear masks and they don't care about other people. Actually, I was actually uh, recently in the store and uh, I said to one person, please don't stand too close to me. And he said, I don't care. And he was without mask. So what I'm saying, people don't care about other people. They need to care more. Otherwise we cannot get out of this pandemic. And also uh, people should get vaccinated because it's not just because of them and they can help to save society and get help to get us out of this pandemic. Yeah. I'd like to add something. I have uh, something from Facebook from Maria. Uh, she says, always be positive. See only good sides of people. Never judge them. Help them. Be there for them in tough times. Bring joy, happiness as much as possible. Thank you for Maria on Facebook. I think we're ready to move on. Um, are we? Or does anyone else have anything? We do have a few more minutes. I think they want a dance call. We talked a lot tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, they want to dance. All right, let's dance. Go ahead, Roberta. Okay. So obviously I gave you a lead into what's happening. We're gonna go 
to our famous chair dance together now. It's a lot of fun. Those who have been here before, we know what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play some music, and when uh, you're spotlighted on the big screen, do a, a little dance with your hands, and everyone's going to follow your move. When someone else is spotlighted, everyone follows them. It's kind of like follow, follow the leader. When you're spotlighted, you might see a message on the screen. It simply is telling you that you're spotlighted. Ignore that. Don't bother reading it. Otherwise, you're going to miss your turn. So that's your cue to do your dance move. And everybody's going everybody's gonna to follow you. So now we have a chance to be like uh, the birds, the bees and everything. And this song is, it, listen to the words. Of this. this is a very a fun song. It's very apropos to what we're doing tonight. So maestro, music. Said the bat to the rooster, let me tell you something, mister, for me, flying in the dark, is like walking in the park, so cover your eyes and chill out, and you'll see better, no Imagine that. A rooster and a bat. 